You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. Man, You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Gate 7 International, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. My name is Peter Thompson. I'm here with my co-host, Labros Sirmos. It's uh, the same old story, isn't it? The same things happen again. A 1-0 victory over some tiny club that was in the second division last year, Ionikos. Alexis Romal was on the pitch. 55-year-old Chagrinsky was on the pitch. Um, and and uh, the classic Olympiakos script where either Masuras or Agibu Kamara scores a goal in the 18th minute, and then nothing happens for the rest of the game, and we play like shit. It happened again today, Labro. You made your feelings well-known on Thursday, and... Uh, spoke with passion that is lacking in the club now i wasn't there so i will share similar sentiments i know you don't want to talk about this shit anymore because it sucks and it's boring but my god what a what a waste i feel like i want my money back and i didn't even pay for anything you know like it's just uh yeah. an absolute waste of a two hours for me um this team is so horrific to watch it's the same things every time uh really frustrating stuff today yeah i'm with you i'm with you if people didn't watch our post game and with frank forward to listen on the podcast it was an emotional podcast it was ups and downs very argumentative but tonight it's just more disappointing than anything it's not even a loss and it's so disappointing it's just this team just has no heart is that Absolutely the right way to not. say it? Like, there's just no fight. There's no, there's no will. There's no one I'm saying, like, they're going to do it for us. There's, it's like, I don't know. I This team's, like I said on Thursday night, this team is sick. And I think, I don't know what to, I, I'm not going to act like an armchair coach or whatever and, and say this needs to change, this needs to go, this needs to happen. That's Adi. He can do that with the statistics. I just, like I said, I'm one of those bigger picture people and the tactics are important at certain times, but the team and the team camaraderie is another thing. And for me... How about, how about the B team though, Labro? The B team played B very well. On Pauk. Yeah, Actually, when was the last time Olympiacos scored three goals against someone in the league? Huh? Have have we like am I, have we scored three goals this year? Olympiacos B scored three goals on Saturday. We, against maybe against Apollona in the second game of the season. Who was traveling? Was that it? Or the B team playing with some heart? Love to see it. But B team uh, was playing with so much heart. They were running and they were pushing. I'm looking now. Who we scored against Fener, of course, and Apollona. That's it. That's it. And Bratislava. So. 
Um, the, the B team has better center backs than Avram and Bar Lambro. Should we no. get right into? I want to talk about this because I tweeted. It. I'm gonna claim. I'm gonna drop it in the the comments. I tweeted this from our account. I'm gonna take the the heat for it because people. Some people were very registered with them. I'm gonna share it with all of you. Lambro, wanna... not gonna lie. Like I think everybody probably knew it was you. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I just put <laughs> it in the chat. I tweeted this. Um. What I mean by that, and I'll read the tweet to all of you who are listening on audio. I wrote, Avram Papadopoulos playing for Olympiacos in 2021 represents everything wrong with Olympiacos at the moment. And what I mean by that is just the lack of the lack of bravery, the lack to, to experiment, the lack to give young players a new chance. That's Olympiacos right now. This team is just a nothing. Like, there's no energy, there's no passion, there's no fight, and there's there's just no there's no no ideas. There's no like, let's give someone else a new chance. Let's start this player. Let's try something new. It's a very much 2017, 2018 esque. It's just like we'll run the same well, players out there. Let's just run them out. Let's go do it. And a lot of these players are just just not here mentally just not amongst it i don't i don't know what the problem is to be honest i i don't want to diagnose it i don't follow training but avram papo and let me say this about avram i respect for everything he did for this club and i saw people tweeting at us show respect for a legend of olympiacos but if i'm avram papadopoulos and i'm 36 years old and i have galo yeropoulos and i have svetovar markovic who was on the golden boy one of the biggest talents in all of Eastern Europe in the Balkans, playing fantastic football in Serbia, Serbian youth international. I would say, okay, if I'm playing over this kid who's just trying to get his chance to make it, I'm sorry. I'm I'm retiring because this is it. I came to help, but I'm not here to block the way. And I mean no disrespect to the guy, to Avram. He's been a great player for Olympiacos. He played fine today, but that's not the problem. It doesn't matter how well he played. The point is, what does Olympiacos get from playing Avram Papadopoulos? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Well, that, bro. Calispera Redstone. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, it's difficult. I love Olympiacos. I said this on Thursday. I love Olympiacos. I've never missed Olympiacos matches. Mostly football. Most of basketball games I watch as well. I even watch some of the amateur sports. But I, it is so hard for me to watch this Olympiacos football team. Like, And it reminds me of 2017, 2018. The results may be fine, but like, there's just... I feel like I'm doing them a favor by watching and they're just, and I, I, I said this on Thursday as well. I'm sorry. This is like a really long monologue, but I said it on Thursday as well. When we were in Frankfurt and we traveled all of this distance and Popsi say, and Socrates were the only players who came to clap for us. Some of them looked over, gave a small clap and were gone. Like, I don't know. That like hurt me so bad as well because I don't know. We traveled so hard. We walked through the rain and we went through so many difficulties and they showed no fight and they're still not showing any fight. And it's just, you could hear it in Kariskaki tonight as well. The but, fans were, yeah. 
Labro, you brought up like 2017, 2018 comparisons. And like, for me at this point, I, I want a 2018 level getting players out of the club this next summer. Like I, I didn't say, I didn't get to say this. And I know like we sort of said like, oh, like, you know, Ba has to go, Lala has to go. Like I, there, I can maybe count on my, my hands, maybe just even my one hand, the number of players in Olympiacos right now that are like playing for the first team that I want to see in the team next year. Um, and, and I know, I know this is, you know, things you guys talked about on Thursday, but like, Ba, I'm sorry, your head has gotten too big. You have the to headphones. go find a new team. Uh, how has this happened again? Uh, Usainu Ba watching the game with headphones in. The disrespect to Olympiacos, to the team, and to the fans is just unacceptable. Like, this is unacceptable. He's been caught on TV four or five times listening to music on the bench. Are you kidding he needs me? To, he it's needs to unacceptable. figure it out, man. It's unacceptable. And the disrespect, again, like I said earlier, to the fans, it's unreal. I I think Usain Uba should be she should be caught. I don't think the what we did to Semedo this summer should happen to Ba. I don't I think I don't think he should be around the team. It's I don't know. When I see when I see someone listening to music on the bench, I can't believe it. Have you as have you ever seen it? I've never <laughs> it's a nice Maybe comment. he was listening to Gate 7 International Labro. Um, oh, Andres is right. Sorry, Andres is right. But he has done it on the bench as well, Andres. Bob was not on the bench tonight. He was in the stands. That's what I mean. I, even just being in the stands, guys. I've been to the Kairi well, and I've sat next to where the players sit. They sit in the VIP section right above the bench. They usually sit together. There's no music on. They're, they may talk with each other. And they go down into the, the tunnel for halftime at the end of the game. But they sit there and they watch the game. The you can do is watch the damn game. And, and he was sitting next to some to like woman and speaking with your... the woman, listening to music. I, I don't know. I don't want to get stuck up on this. But it, it kind of shows the mentality of the team that. It's nobody. It's it's just gone down. And it's like a snowball effect. And nobody cares because the team is bad. And because nobody cares, the team gets even worse, I think. Madi Kamara, Respect to what he's done for our club. He's been an incredible player to watch and he deserved to have moved this summer. I sympathize with him, but the facts are the facts. The guy has been bang average at best in Greece this year. He's not the player that we used to have. Um, he needs to go. Semedo needs to go. And honestly, Lambro, hot take. I don't know if you said this on Thursday. This is my take. Jan and Vila, Socrates, they don't deserve this. I hope they find a new club as well this summer because next year it's going to be hard. We are going to have a new manager and we might not even win the league and Europe is going to be a shit show. I hope those players don't have to sit through this. I hope it's a full reset and only the younger players uh, that may, might have a future for the club are retained. I, honestly, I can see everyone else go, even the players that I love. I don't think they need to go through this next year when we are in a rebuilding structure. Martins will be gone. <clears throat> Who knows what kind of manager we have? Who knows what the team will be? I don't. I even think players like Envila do not deserve to have to go through that, and I think they should probably be moved on next summer as well. It's going to be like 2018 again. That's the way I see it. More right. than just the bad players like Ba and Lala going away, I think pretty much every veteran, every, you know, maybe Buhalakis will stay because he's the captain, maybe... 
thought Bueno will stay one more year because he wants to just retire with us. Maybe the young players stay. But aside from that, this summer is going to be a lot of changes. It's going to be like 2018 with 20 plus players out, 20 new players. And we're going to have a completely different squad and a completely new manager. And this is just sort of the beginning of the end of the Martins era for me. Maybe it's a bit reactionary, but that's the way I see things at the moment. Yeah, and Corsa just made it in, but I want to say something else. It's difficult because it's not a train wreck. It's a slow-moving train wreck. Does that make sense? Like, everyone can see it happening. The results, the shitty play against Ionicos, against Atromitos, against these teams. It's We all know what's going, and <laughs> I'm going to say something. We deserve better from our media in Greece. We deserve so much better after that Thursday night and blaming the refs. I saw the tackle on Oleg. But can we talk about the football that's played? Is, Labro, is that I'm so, so glad you said this. Did you bring this up on Thursday? Because I, I actually had because... a rant planned about this. But Everybody... Friday morning, Friday can morning I... was just difficult. Go ahead, Peter. Okay, this is a, the media. Um, the media, they are going to say, well, I, the media being saying things like that does not surprise me anymore. The media do not get paid to report facts. They get paid to report things that get clicks and get people to listen. They get paid. That's that's their job. Okay, do not take the media seriously. But I want to address the fans of Olympiacos. If you watched that game yesterday and your reaction was, oh, the refs screwed us over, I don't know what you watched. I don't give a fuck that it was a red card. It was probably. I don't care. It was for sure a red card. I don't card, want but it's to like... hear any fans... UEFA Mafia, they have it out for us. No, we were we were awful. We were the worst team we deserved to lose. Just want to make that clear, okay? None of this refs talk. I don't care about the goddamn refs. We talk about the refs too much in this country. Like, together. All we, we talk about is referees. It's, it's like, all, oh, and basketball wrong and with football. us. Let's blame the refs instead of looking inward and thinking, oh, what does this team need to do to be better? Let's just whine about the refs and do the same thing. And play like shit again this weekend. The refs are shit. Look in where Greece, it gets but, us. And the refs have screwed Olympiacos many times. But what we need to understand is we're shit. Like, we are not yes. good as well. Like, the excuses of the referees are just papering over the fact that this team is not very good. And yes. Martins has blamed the refs many times. Have you noticed that? That's new. I hadn't seen that in the past. Martins blames the ref. And the, the newspapers all come together and blame the refs. Like, I, I I want to wake up Friday morning and read something about this is why the team isn't performing well or the team didn't perform well. But instead, I'm reading about a referee from Belarus screwed us and the VAR wasn't working. I understand that was a problem. But that's <laughs> did the refs screw us tonight because we sucked? Like, I don't know. Costa, you want to talk about some of this? You just came on. Hey, guys. I don't know where to start, really. Um, yeah. Welcome. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, it was a pretty drab 90 minutes. But then again, I think, you know, you guys said it already. A lot of it we talked about on, on Thursday. So I'm not quite saying everybody that's listening, you know, leave us now and go and listen to the episode from Thursday. But actually, if you do get a chance, listen to the episode from Thursday. It was it was a long one, but we we talked about structural things because 
a lot of the things we're talking about tonight as well, I hear you guys talking about chopping and changing and we need to get rid of this player and get rid of that player and that player shouldn't be here and that player doesn't deserve to be here because he's good and he deserves something better. Uh, I feel like that discussion early in November is a bit premature. The, the fact of the matter is, and going back to what we said on Thursday, we're coming to the natural end of the Martins era. It's the first time we've had a manager like this for more than three seasons. Let's not forget something we, we haven't dealt with. And actually, you know, the question for me is, who's making the decisions about next year's team? Because I'm hearing things like El Arabi is going to renew his contract. And, you know, El Arabi is the, one of the greatest strikers in the modern era to come and play for this club. He's now historically number one goal scorer for Olympiacos in European competition. And and no disrespect, but, you know, should he be in, in the team next year? And whose decision is that? Is it the boards? Is it Martins, who's not going to be here? Is it the next manager? Is it Karimbo? Is it Modesto? Who makes the decisions at the club? That's something that's going through my mind right now in terms of what what are we doing and what are we building for next year? And I said it on Thursday. Sorry, I keep going back to it. I said it on Thursday. I'll say it again. I hope that the club is already thinking about, you know, the rebuild and, and looking to identify a manager for next year because that's going to be the biggest choice this board has ever made is going to be their pick for coach next year. So this season for me is, um, I'm resigned to a drab season, to be honest, just performances like what we saw today. Maybe it might get a little bit better after January, after they've had some time for, you know, a little... Uh, sorry, even that's difficult to judge, guys. There's a African Cup of Nations yeah, I was coming gonna up. Say our entire team yeah. is going to Africa in January. And yeah, but I now the, yeah. Ruben Tomato's coming back. So is Ruben, Ruben Tomato's coming back? Is Ruben Tomato yeah. going to be playing? That was the big season? news. Did you see the tweet from Costis? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, you know things aren't good. You know it's things not aren't fix good. Anything? It's just and since we always talk about uh, this is a. Uh, the show of the fans. We have a lot of comments tonight. Is it okay if I just read a lot of them? Is that okay? Guys, this is your voice, so I'm going to read some of this. Um, we Going back, Aguilo said, at least replace them with passionate and worthy players and not players 35+. plus. Dimitri says, sure, but where is Martins all these times? It's not Ball's fault only. It's 100% Martins and the president's fault. We've been playing, been playing without football's two, fullbacks two years in a row now. And then you have Iris P who says what I said. The train hasn't crashed, but it's slowly falling apart. We have Chris saying, why is nobody talking about Markovic? Yeah, that's what we've been talking about. He could really help, but instead our eyes hurt with Ba. We have Kostas commenting in Greek. And I guess I'll do a quick translation for our English listeners. Thank you, Kostas, for commenting. I don't uh, I don't like what that what I see. I'm gate seven. There have there have happened some mistakes. Okay. But Martins has to see the 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 way we're playing, basically. And here's Olympiakos. I, that translation is botched. I'm sorry. I'm terrible translating. And then John comments here, Markovic must be fuming seeing Avram on the field. I would be too. I And Tutelot says, I doubt a clean out this summer will be like, 18, like 18, as Peter said. But yes, seven or eight may leave, but not our whole team. 
<laughs> we have a joke about uh, Kokinos Patatiti is the paper, fair. Uh, Concept Calcio, the comments on the official Olympiacos page are the true gauge, and a lot of them echoed what was said on the pod. That's fair. I saw that as well. And and uh, there's another comment from Chris. Well, the team struggles to find chemistries because there's a lot of new players, and this may be affecting the atmosphere in the locker room. Maybe. Maybe, Chris. Dimitri says, why are we not seeing Rusai, Markovic, and the rest of the team? I think it's time for changes. I think a lot of people said that. El Arabi next year should be a golden substitute with experience. Yeah, maybe so, guys. Chris again says, the rebuilding is already happening. It's on the way. There you go. And Fetano says, at least Semedo brings something in the locker room. That's true. And finally, Agalo said, the first step for our team is being made with the B team. Hopefully, this will show the value of youth and no need for replacements. Great comments, everyone. Thank you for being active. And I'll let my co-host basically jump from what they saw and what they read from you guys. Costa, go ahead. I want to pick up straight from that last comment from Agilus because I watched the B team game yesterday. Um and it it was it was a sight for sore eyes, like the, the the players fighting for every ball, going after the second balls, playing with intensity, playing with passion, playing with heart, playing for the shirt. And you know, you know, you remember 2019 season? The 2019 season is the, I think it was the season where we had to qualify from the second round as a second place team going going away to um, Victoria Plitzen, then playing, uh, who was it? It was, was it Krasnodar straight after? We Basak played Krasnodar and then Basakshir. Basakshir here and then, and then Krasnodar. You remember the atmosphere in every home game that we played? We were playing football. The fans were going to to to, to the um, you know to gate seven after the games, and they were all huddling up together, and they were jumping up and down and singing, and you know engaging with the crowd. That's all gone, and that's something that we that that I saw yesterday with the B team. It's like you know when they equalised, it was like you know they scored in a cup final against Balk and you know they were winning the biggest trophy of their lives like they were coming they were out of their skin playing and then at the end of the game like going to the fans and you know doing that like dancing with them and engaging and you don't just you just don't feel that same passion anymore in the first team and I said it to you guys privately I'm gonna have more fun like I feel like I'm gonna have more fun watching our B team this year me too. And and I, I said it, I know we don't talk a lot of basketball on this show, but the basketball team this year, guys, is great I mean, to watch. I mean, we definitely can talk about basketball, Costa. It's great to watch. Like, Yeah, um, I think we should be changing the, the, the podcast model to more basketball. No, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I'm making the point, like, just the passion is not there and, like, I don't want to go around in circles, man. Like the team does need, uh, yeah, the team does need a, a refresh. A lot of things didn't happen that should have happened, and COVID played a part. We said it before. Uh, if if COVID hadn't happened, Madi Kamara probably would have been sold after the Wolves game. The you know the the football market economy would be different. We made some bad choices along the way. We probably should have got rid of you know Semedo at a premium price last year and now coming to that topic uh what do we you know what do we expect to get now from Semedo coming back to training is he actually going to play 
is he coming back so that we can get rid of him in January so that he can get some match fitness? Porter and Benfica are apparently, you know, lurking around the corner to make a bid of four or five million. That's basically recoup recouping what we paid for him. So you can forget profit unless, unless can can we really convince Ruben Semedo to stay on another six months and play for a manager that's not really all there any you know anymore and who's leaving at the end of you know at the end of the season uh, it's it's weird man and and last thing about the b team guys uh what's the, what's the guy's name um bacalianis the center back that played next to galoyeropoulos he really impressed me i don't know how old he is but he played for Aris last season he was playing he was playing super league last season and I seen him play for the first time, like 90 minutes, watched a player. But my gosh, uh, hot take. He has everything that Manolas had when he was raw, like when he was raw talent, when he was moving from from, from uh, regional football to go and play for Ajax. Like he has pace, he has strength, and he's not afraid. And I'm just thinking, like, when is this kid going to play for the first Is team? he better than Avram Papadopoulos right now, though? I'm not I'm not going to get into that discussion because... I, I want another... I'm old, Can I'm, I make I'm, another I'm, comment? I'm older than you guys, and I've actually seen Avram and... I've seen Avram play. I've said I've made the comment, um, but it's just... Uh... No, but... It, I'm not even comparing to an Avram because Avram's going to retire at the end of the year. But, 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 I'm, but what I'm telling you, Costa, is if you love Olympiacos like Avram Papadopoulos does, you raise your hand and you say, I'm so, I would apologize. I would apologize because you are blocking the way of younger players and you are blocking the growth of the team. You were not. I mean, in. Like, one minute. I one would minute. apologize if one I was minute. him. If, I you're, would... if you're if you're Avram and the guy and the team, you know, the directors of the team, whoever's running the team, says, "I want you in the team next year, and I'm going to pay you, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give you Suvlaki every night to stay on until the end of the season." You're going to say, "No, are you?" So no, but I, to... I think it's I think it's I think it's a shame. I think it's Dropi. I think I. I, I, it rubs me the wrong way, and I, I don't, I, I don't think he should be playing. I don't think, and and I think it's on on him to to have retired. The team didn't need him. Why was he still here? I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to stick on this as well. Would a twenty-one-year-old Costas Manulas right now get into Olympiacos' first team? I, I bet you he doesn't under Pedro Martins. I bet you. I don't know. I, don't I bet know you Pedro Costa Martins Manu, doesn't bring. Let's go back Costa in time. The, I don't think Costas Manolas is the answer to our problems. No, no, no. What I'm telling you, if Costas Manolas was 21 right now, coming from Ike to Olympiacos this January, he was 21, his 21 year old version. Would Pedro Martins put him into the team? No, he wouldn't. There is no way say, he would. There's no way say, he man. would. Do you, know, no do you know what's going on? Do you know what's going on? What's going on this season is that. Martin sees that the team ha that there's problems in the team, and when you see there are problems in the team, you go with what you know. That's a fact. That's a fact as a manager at any club. If you know that there are problems at a club, and you're not as good as your previous years, you you see that you accept that as a manager. What do you do? You go with what you know. 
And the fact that we have a player like Agibu actually playing, I don't know to what extent that that is a lot of the influence coming from the French contingent in the club, that they're pushing Martins to play him week in, week out, uh, uh, during the week in European games, and then, you know, every single game. But that's what happens at a club when when you're not sure of yourself, when you've when you've lost when you've lost some fire, when you're going through difficulties. You go with what you know, you go with experience. Yeah. I I don't know. Also, I guess we're getting more comments. We haven't put them up. Uh, I, I see a comment from Chris saying, I'm confident that the board has learned from the mistakes of the past. So when the time comes for a rebuild in the summer, I believe they're going to handle it better. The, the past few summers leave me a lot of anxiety, um, to be honest. Uh, John says, there's a lot of a lack of intensity and a sense of complacency with the squad. It echoes the Hacienda, and I hate watching it, to be honest, it being Olympiacos. I think... I think that's fair sentiment for someone to say. <laughs> Smio says, hey, guys. Hey, La Bromaga, Gate 7, Switzerland. Hell yeah, Gate 7, Switzerland. <laughs> Join Gate 7, Switzerland if you're in Switzerland. Anyway, uh, shout out to my friends there. Uh, I agree from, from Tute de Law. I agree that the rebuild is slowly happening. Younger players like Oleg, uh, Agibu are mixing the, with some older players like Tequino, Socrates, and Envia. Maybe we can create a juicy team. I don't know. We have some more comments from River. The team looks like it's still in preseason. We lost the, and we lost last season's defensive cohesion. I think that's a great point. Aguilo says Semedo will probably play with the B team for the start, like Ingasen is doing with Pauk. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Uh, Fetanos talks about Lazar. Don't care. Uh, Aguilo says maybe Avram should join the B team so our young players can learn from him and develop. I think that's a fantastic idea. I. Oh. <laughs> Avram playing next to some of the younger guys. He still plays football. He plays for Olympiacos. He plays second division level football. It's not bad. We have uh, Andres. Avram has a career too, and he's in the team. What should he do? Say no to play. I. Where where's Avram Papadopoulos going to play football after Olympiacos? If Olympiacos told him it's over, nowhere. So, but anyway. Uh, Tuta de Law says it's better for Balayanis to develop and become better in Super League 2 by playing each game than for him to play in cup games for the first team, for sure. Xipna crew, greetings from cold Norway, boys. <laughs> Olympiacos, Olympiacos, stay warm, my friends. Chris, it's true that Avram is blocking the young talent like Markovic has made great appearance in Serbia as a starter, but he's giving everything on the pitch. Yeah, he is. He is. And Aguri Costa Martins goes with the safe choices and when stuff is not going planned. And here's John Costa. I was around with, for Avram Piquero. That was 20 years ago, so it's fair to be critical now as he knew what he was signing up for at 36. I'm not that old, mate. <laughs> but anyway, guys, um, a lot of comments tonight, which is interesting. It's really interesting. Um, Peter, you want to go? I think we have our ad read, our mid-show ad well, read. Well, yeah, I mean, I just a couple things. Um, yeah, we got a lot of people commenting, so I just want to say while everybody's here, if you haven't done so already, um, we are going live on YouTube after every game, uh, as well as some additional shows, sometimes three three shows a week for pregame coverage. Sometimes we have interviews. So if you want to keep up with everything, uh, we are your number one source for Olympiacos, by the fans, for the fans in English. So make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you have not done so already. Leave us a like and a comment as well on our YouTube if uh, you're watching this after the live. Let us know what you think needs to be fixed in the club. Let us know what you want to see or your opinion on anything that we talked about today. Um, it really helps. Every single subscription helps. And uh, this way we can grow our network, make our voice a bit bigger, 
and connect even more with the fan base here at Olympiacos. But um, I also do have my ad read today. Um, it's really the only thing that's that's keeping me above water mental health wise, because uh, I'm just so very excited to talk about this. Um, the game was horrible and we had a little bit of break time between the game and and recording the show. And um, well, I, I got to try out my new Manscaped Lawnmower 4 and uh, it is right here. Listen to that bad boy. It is an absolute beast. Like, look how sleek and tiny it is. Absolute precision. I'll tell you what, folks, I've never had a shaving experience like this in my life. And I've used trimmers, razors, anything that you could think of. This is the real deal, folks. Hot off the press. I'm one of the first people on planet Earth to try the new landscaped lawnmower 4.0. Um, I wish I could demonstrate you know, how it works, right? But unfortunately, this bad boy is being saved for, uh, for the private parts. If, if you're using a, a razor for your face and for below the belt, the same razor, uh, I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I would take some issue with that. So <laughs> I have got this one. It's, it's just for the, the very special parts of my body and nothing else. And I think you should all do the same as well. Nothing there's nothing else that I would trust with, with that part of my body more than the lawnmower 4.0 folks. So for all of our male listeners out there, this is the way to go manscape.com. You can get your own as well as tons and tons of other great products to keep yourself fresh, clean and trim down there. Additionally, because uh, they are supporting us, we have a discount code for you. That's right, folks. You can get 20% off and free shipping on anything you want from manscaped.com just by entering the discount code G7INTL. That's G7INTL. And that gives you 20% off and free shipping on trimmers. Um, there, is, there is ball cologne out there, folks. It smells good. Trust me. You can spray some of that down there. Uh, there's lotions. There's t-shirts, there's boxers. It's all top shelf stuff, folks. Big name, big brand, and uh, it, it lives up to the hype. I'll tell you what right now, folks. So go visit manscaped.com. Absolutely go on there and get yourself some wonderful trims, and you will feel fresher down there than you have in your entire life. Manscaped, your balls will thank you. God bless you, Peter. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Did you know Everyone. that there was such a thing as ball deodorant? Like, no, that's new. That's like new. Ball, ball toner. Also, well, so... can I point up, point out something really quick? Like, just one last quick thing on the Avram thing. I saw this comment, and I kind of raised my hand up. Avram is not blocking anyone. If Martins wanted to play Markovic, he would. That's such a good point. Like, I don't know. I maybe I'm taking it out on Avram when I should be taking it out on. Pedro Martins. And I'm one of those people who, when I feel like I'm wrong, I raise my hands. And maybe I was wrong about going at Avram, but that's it. I Henry Oniokuru right. needs, I, I think Henry Oniokuru may need, he may be interested in Manscaped, I think, because he, yeah. he, he may seems have, very. He may, have died. he may have died at pink down there. You know, he made him. Yeah, he needs to keep it up. He, he needs to keep it up down there. And he's clearly very, uh, very uh obsessed with his physical 
physical hygiene. You know, he changes the hair every two weeks. Um, he cares a lot. The ball cologne smells legitimately good, guys. Like it, it, it smells like real cologne, but I guess it's just like a different cologne for a different part of your body. Like I, I haven't applied it myself, but I just like popped the little bottle up and gave it a sniff. Like it's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's, uh, you know, definitely, uh, (laughs) it, it can be a, it can be a place that gets a bit smelly at times. I'll just say, so it it is, uh, it's not a bad idea. I still am waiting for my products. The Swiss government has held it up in uh, in it's customs, in- and I'm dealing with paperwork from the Swiss government. They're like, what the hell is this product you ordered, and what is it worth so we can put import taxes on it? Why did you obtain this product for free? So I have not <laughs> got to use my products, unfortunately. But anyway, uh, so going into the second half of the episode... Um, I don't know. I don't know what else. What is there to freaking talk Ruben about? This Semedo one, like, Adi would show me, like, the data shows Kunde is the best player in the world and should be playing. Like, no one gives a shit, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, like, maybe the data tomorrow will be good, but, like. Well, Costa was talking about Semedo. Like, what do you guys, Costa, Costa oh, earlier, yeah, point. you were news. asking, you were sort of posing the question of, like, what is Semedo going to do when he's back? Because I, I honestly was quite surprised. I saw the big news and I was like, had no idea what it was going to be. And then I saw like pictures of him back in training with the players. And I was like, Oh, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like that's, but, and, and it's, it's interesting because I don't know, like, obviously I think Semedo will play. Um, I think he'll rotate in with Cisse and Socrates and provide a bit of extra depth. Maybe, maybe they don't want Ba to play anymore, honestly. Um, and like, yeah, Semedo, uh, off field things, uh, aside, you know, um, he did some horrible things off field or, you know, I don't know, but like, um, he, he's honestly like on the field, he's sort of displayed in the past, the same, uh, uninterestedness and not mentally there-ness that Madi, Cisse, Ba, Lala, or I guess not as much Cisse, but like, like a lot of these players have, uh, I know like he gets along with people very well, like off the pitch, like he's friends with a lot of the players, but I, I don't know. I, I think he's it's he's going to come in and it's going to be the same old, same old on the on the football pitch. I don't know what you guys think, but like he just he is also the same player who's like, oh, I'm too big for this league. Like I'm going to coast and make mistakes. And that's like the literally the easiest way to describe our club is every player on the pitch is doing that right now. There's quite a few comments that have come in about Samedo actually while we while we're at it. Um Liam Kakaradas, one of our bloggers, what's up, Liam? Says, does Samedo get back into the squad straight away to try and boost his value? Aguilo Scut says Samedo will mo- m- most likely, excuse me, bring some good psychology to the team after dealing with these defeats and ugly wins. Fed and also God, I'm dreading reading this. Maybe the jail time did him good. Maybe he'll focus on football now more than he did the first. How long was he in jail for? He wasn't in jail. He was I didn't just like think in he handcuffs. even went to jail. He like was in handcuffs and took to the court. That was it. He didn't go to some time of jail. <clears throat> also, the thing about Ruben Tomato is, what's the point? Like, what's the point? You know, I think that was what Costa the point said. is to get his market value up. Like, yeah, was so saying. that's the point. So we like, can make at least him a few play pennies over... for him. Avram, like, but guys, there is a there is a footballing element here because when we get into the new year, Cisse's gone 
from the back. Who else is going to the Copa Africa from the back? Bar probably not, but not Bar. You know, not they bar. Call him up <laughs> unless he's like yeah, paying it, some it, bribes to the head coach. I don't yeah, know. So basically, yeah, no, he say will be gone. That's a good point, Costa. So, so basically, she says gone. So basically, yeah. she says gone. And gone. and you know, I I mentioned this before, and Ari will probably thank me, you know, because. Labra's been shitting on him all <laughs> I love Adi as well, guys. I, I just we're like arch nemesis on the podcast. We, it's great. We don't have a ball playing center back to save our lives right now. And we're persisting on this style of play where Vachalik rolls the ball out to our center backs to start the build up from the back. And we're expecting Socrates to do that. We're expecting Cisse to do it. Cisse can do it to an extent, but sometimes he's very wayward with his passing. Could say the same about Samedo. Sometimes he's overconfident, but he can do it. Like Cissé can take the ball and carry it into the opponent's half and get us started from the back. So from a footballing side, like I think Samedo coming into the team, provided that his head's in the right place and, you know, he has a clear target, whether that's, you know, I'm going to play six months, high level, hopefully we're through to the next round of European competition. I mean, we should be, whether it's Europa League or whether it's Conference League. He has the chance to play for six months and show something and then, you know, get sold at the end of the season. So hopefully he's seeing it from that perspective. And that's, that is the best case scenario in my mind. Can I bring up something else? Sort of, this is a completely different point. Or do, if anyone wants to say anything about Semedo, go ahead. But I have like a completely random thing I want to bring up and then we can wrap up. No, I, I also want to bring up a comment. Can I do that right before you make that point? Yes. This is really controversial. This is really, really controversial. And this is from a commenter I've not seen before. So interesting. Dignis Akritas says, it's simple. Martins will not play the scouting department choices. Christensen, Markovic, Yanis Masuras, etc. It's time for him to go. You know what? This isn't talked about a lot. The scouting department versus the agent transfer department at Olympiacos. And we don't need to talk about this, but it's something. So I thought I would show it. We're showing all the comments tonight. So Lambro who do you think are who do you think the agent signings are? Who do you Lambro's think the favorite agent player on the team, Christensen? But who do you think the who do they think the agent signings are? We know we know who they are. But let's just leave it at that. Peter, go ahead. Oh yeah, completely different random topic. Like one of y'all mentioned Europa Conference League, and we're going to be playing Europa Conference League. Maybe like I know it's just like a UEFA money grab to like have more games, but like can we like abolish the Europa conference league? I actually think it's like the dumbest thing of all time. And I like, honestly don't even like want to play in this competition. Like maybe it's just because it's new and like, I'm not used to it, but like, why, why do we have it? Like, it's just going to be like the seventh place team in England winning every year. Anyway, it's not, it was supposed to be something for like smaller clubs to get an opportunity, but really like Tottenham with like millions of dollars and like Roma with millions of dollars are like in this, in this tournament. And like, one of those like pretty big clubs are going to win. I just like, it's like, and if, if you win a trophy, it's like a Mickey mouse, like third best trophy in all of Europe. Like I, it's not really moving the needle for me personally. I understand it helps other Greek teams in the coefficient potentially more like, you know, maybe Pauk and Ike and, and teams like that can pick up some wins. Um, but like, I just don't, why, why is this here? Like I, 
I don't really need it here. I see your hand, Costa. Go ahead. Thank you. I raised this point on Thursday night after the game. And basically what I said was, are we a conference team? Or actually, no, let me put it another way. Our league is conference level. And some people came at me in the chat um, saying, no, 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 what are you saying? We're a Champions League team. There is a difference between what we want to be and where this club deserves to be naturally, given our history, our fan base. But it's a completely different matter when you look at our league and where we deserve to be, the level of football, the level of organisation. So to your point, what's the point in the conference league? <laughs> this question was raised on the radio on Friday on every or on every single show that was talking about Olympiacos post-match on Friday. Everyone asked the same question. What does Olympiacos do? Does, or does Olympiagos want to play in the Europa League? Do they want to finish third and play a, sorry, finish second and play a third place Champions League team? Or do they, would it be better if they go down to the Europa League uh, conference and play there? So I don't know, man. Like, yes, we are a Champions League team, but, but, you know, could you see us in the Champions League this year? No, not a chance. No. <laughs> Well, and and like first of all, Fetanos has done it again with a good comment that made me that made me laugh. This made they made it just to prove that no matter how bad the competition, Pauk still can't do it in Europe. Uh, always always good to bash Pauk a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean the thing the thing that it does for me, it's like we always say Olympiacos, we want to win European trophies, like we want to. That's like our pinnacle. We want to be there. That's our goal. We want to become the biggest club in the world, and. You know, obviously, it's one thing to say, like, okay, Champions League, you have, like, billion-dollar owners from, from like, you know, oil money and all this stuff that just, like, take over. And, you know, we can say you never have a chance. And, like, Europa League is, like, a good level, and you have to play against some very good teams to win the Europa League, I think, would be really fun. But, like, what's the point? Like, let's let's basketball, water polo. Like, we actually win real European trophies. Like, we are the best team in Europe. That's, like, a real European trophy. Whereas, like, UEFA is just going to have, like, a conference and then, like, a conference conference, which is, like, the fourth tier. And then, like, we can go finish third in the conference league group stage and go win the conference conference trophy. And it's, like, who the fuck cares about these, like, trophies? They're just making up for, like, more people to watch and get more money. It's, like, the more trophies there are, the less it means to win a trophy. And so I just don't I, I don't care about the conference league. Like it's just it's dumb. Like I would I would rather make a run into the Europa League and lose, which I don't think we're gonna do this year because we're not good enough, but I just don't get the conference league at all. Um it doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense. I and yeah, even the way it is structured now, you have some very big clubs with very big transfer budgets playing in that tournament, and will be even more with the third place Europa League teams trickling down potentially as well. Got some, yeah, got some comments. Tout de la Tout says, Roma just lost 6-1 to a random team from Norway. I like the competition. <sighs> Jose Mourinho. You can tell I also don't follow the Conference League. So, I mean, yeah, Mickey Mouse competition. I don't even care to look at the box scores. Shout out my guy, Tammy Abraham, though, for Roma. Pasadis Nizios. Hello, guys from Thessaloniki. Hello, hello. 
I I would read that, but it would take like a few minutes, and I would embarrass myself. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you, Costa. And then Aguilos says, next year the the Conference League final will be Olympiacos versus Barcelona, the fight of teams that need rebuilding. <sighs> Xavi coming in. So you know, it's it's interesting to think that Barcelona's new manager, like he he was just working with Guillerme. And now he's the the manager of Barcelona. Interesting, interesting little fun fact. Anyway, folks, um, that's about all we have. Do you guys want to do man of the match? Like, fucking hell, these games blend together. I can just say, like, I don't know, maybe Agibu Kamara, man of the match. He had, especially in the first half, he had some good moments. But, God, I swear, Agibu Kamara, he's like a right-footed Messi in the first half. And then, like, Lazar in the second half. It's, like, so (laughs) black and white. Like, he just can't play 90 minutes of good football. Um, but he was involved in the first goal. Gary Rodriguez also saw some things that I liked. I hope he, uh, isn't out for too long. Hopefully this isn't a sort of something we have to be concerned with. Um, and then, also, can I say something, Peter, real quick? I'm going to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. You saw a comment from like, uh, George from Ed Lasfoti on our Twitter and like a few others talking about like, what did Avram do wrong? Blah, blah, blah. It's so simple. Like if you understand football, it's like this. There's young players. Um, they didn't have you already say like high... you were wrong? Hold on. I just have one thing. But like, why is it so wrong that Avram is playing? He played great. He made great tackles. So in football, when you're on Olympiacos' level, you have young players who show potential and can sell for a lot of money. And then you have players like Avram who are 36 years old and are going to retire in a few months and are not worth any potential. Them playing does nothing. You can't sell them. They're just there. So Avram playing minimizes the potential of selling Svetovar Markovic for a lot of money and him becoming a star. Is that so difficult? Like, I don't know. Like, do people... I I, 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 I thought it was obvious. Like, I, it, it really blows my mind. Like, Avram can play like Sergio Ramos. I, <laughs> the, my point is, is he's blocking the way of youngsters. I, I just saw it on Twitter and I'm just like, who gives a shit if he played good for 30 minutes? Like he's going to get injured within 15 minutes. Like he's done every other time he's played if he plays again. So I'm sorry right. to go back to be that, but I just read it on Twitter. Be respectful to Alvarado. No, but I just read it on Twitter and it's like, is that so difficult to comprehend? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not explaining it in the right way. Like, do I need to? Well, like, I understand what you mean, Labro. It's yeah. I, don't I understand know. What it's just mean, like, but some people, there's not enough yeah. characters on Twitter to be able to like, you know, explain that properly. No, but it's just like simple football management. And and again, it's not Avram's fault. I know. But like people, I'm just trying to explain why it's worth it to play Markovic instead of Avram. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm don't just stuck on it because don't, don't I just want to see Svetovar Markovic play so bad. Like, he was fantastic in the qualifiers. And this kid is good. This kid is really good. And he would tear up the league and he's just not play- i don't know i i'm not in training either but just he's shooting the air by the way he's not good in the air but who cares yeah, not good I, don't, in the air. I don't care i'll do he's my Bob audio impression boz the best player in the air the, the aerial duels you nerd markovich just, anyway i don't know sometimes it's like why why am i why do i even try because it's just like so difficult to get through to people's head but anyway well guys it's the B team. That's what we have to pay attention to. Like Aguilos says, let's all get Suvlaki and watch our beloved B team and actually watch football. Yeah. 
folks, no, on a serious, on a serious note, home. folks, like, nope. <laughs> um, especially like if you're in Greece, um, you know, whether you're in Greece or not, like the B team needs our support too. Okay. And, and these games are entertaining. You get to watch players who actually love football and love Olympiacos and go out and play for the badge and play for the fans. This is the future of our club. Show some support to the B team folks, especially if you're in Greece and can go to games or whatever the case may be, I don't know. Like I'm sure the games are much cheaper to, to attend as well. Maybe Lambro and Costa would know more about that, but like show the B team some support folks. They're going to be competitive. It's, it's really exciting. It's one of the few things that um, I think Epo has done correctly, allowing some of the clubs to have B teams con uh, competing in this competition. If only they had gotten it to start on time, but that's sure. another discussion. Um, but anyway, like guys, the B team is going on. They're finally playing. It's very exciting. They beat Pauk yesterday. Um, support the B team. I'm being serious. Um, it, it's good football and it's the future of our club. Um, do we have anything else? Costa Lambro, do you want to give a man of the match or is it just like, is it just hard to pick one even today? One of those I'm going to give, I'm, I'm going to give a random one. I'm going to give man of the match to Vachlik for that. I was going to say the same thing every time in these shit games. It's like, it's the saw man of the match. Jose saw racked up man of the match in like the, <laughs> yeah, the playoffs. That, like when no that one save, that save in the fourth minute would have been yeah. a completely different. I was, game. I was listening to the radio and they had the fucking pow, pow, pow game on. And I didn't listen anyway. Well, there we go. Um, Folks, that's about all we've got for today. Uh, thank you all very much for listening, especially if you've made it this far. As we said already, we don't mean to nag, but if you haven't done so already, click that subscribe button for us so you do not miss our next live streams. Make sure to turn on the notifications as well. We go live after pretty much every game, even these boring shit ones that literally it's impossible to talk about. And we want to hear what you have to say about our club. We are all Olympiacos fans together, and uh, we want you to have your voice heard on the on the show we want to be able to interact with you and that only becomes possible if you spread the love and share with everybody and that helps uh subscribing helps that out a lot labro one last thing everyone team is playing like shit not showing any heart the fans have been so fantastic this season as agalo said vamos olipiacara let's stay behind the team and like peter said behind the freaking b team too let's go win the the second league super division hell two, yeah. whatever the hell, hell is yeah. called super league two uh i don't know let's just get behind the team tickets are 10 bucks they play in calithea i guess so el paso that stadium just one game that was just one game anyway yeah. i like that stadium but uh let's get behind the team let's go for it international break hopefully they try them some things out and figure it out and we'll come back and we'll do something and don't forget, folks, manscaped.com. I'm going to say it one last time. You get 20% off. That's a lot. And free shipping. G7INTL discount code. Get whatever you want. And uh, we would like to thank Manscaped as well for supporting us. Write that down. Write that discount code down before I minimize the little message so you can go home and get yourself a lawnmower. Um, thank you, everybody. Again, we'll be back soon. International break is coming up. Wonderful. JVS FC is on the way. Um, we've got some coverage planned for those two games. Costa is excited. Um, but either way, we're going to be there. Keep supporting Olympiacos, everyone, every sport, every game, B team, A team, whatever it is. Um, we will always be with Olympiacos and we will always be with you, the fans. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your weekend and we will see you very soon.
You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city, and our story. Thrilos, he said. Στο μυαλό, κάτι μαγικό.